Hello, and welcome to the No Good Poetry Podcast. Each week, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of poetry. This is episode 55 with... Joseph Makos and... Joseph Biavidu. This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? Some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world safer for poetry. And we have a guest today. Yeah, hey, back in the... Uh, it's a it's a rainy, stormy Saturday in New Orleans. And we're down here fending off a, a, a squall coming through from the Gulf of some sort. Uh, but we're on the studio, we're at the studio on, uh, on St. Claude again. And we have with us Paul Oswell, a writer, poet, comedian, traveler... Good guy, all around. <laughs> good guy, yeah. I'll say good guy. There was Thanks. a big pause. There, there was a big pause. <laughs> what you were. Well, I was, tr- was going to put a bunch of objective things in there too. Then. I'll say good. Yeah. Hey. I'm a guy anyway. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> hey. I'm a guy. Hey, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks. I'm. Uh, I'm excited. This is my first ever podcast, so I'm uh, really excited to do this. Yeah. Well, um, I've never appeared on some. Other- I had. Uh, I had an ill-fated. Uh, episode podcast of my own that I gave up on so I oh what was the topic yeah. of that uh, well I'm a travel writer so it was about travel and then it became very clear quite quickly that travel is a very visual medium and <laughs> talking about it on the podcast <laughs> was not conveying the sense of majesty that I would uh, usually try and uh, see there's this do, so. beautiful <laughs> right <laughs> yeah the, there we were standing yeah. in the, at the sun gate yeah, staring yeah. up as the so Right, it would do, yeah. I need to, I would need people to have a lot of sound effects and uh, look at photos as they <laughs> listen to the as they scroll through. Yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, I ditched that, but I'm excited to be on this one. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's great. Uh, yeah, just so you know, the rules are you can you can swear, you can do whatever you want. There's also you know you could there's where we have a X rating, whatever we have Fuck, a yes. mature rating. Fuck you. Yeah. I swear as much as possible. Um. But yeah, we're out, we we're here. To, we have Paul on today. Uh, we've got uh, part of the National Poetry Month uh, events, but actually, just kidding. It's part of the Poetry Festival uh, in New, New Orleans. Orleans Poetry Fest. The New Orleans Poetry Festival. In case uh, you're not sure what city we're in. Yep, we're doing a poetry festival down here. It's the third year, and we'll be over at the Healing Center for the opening night uh, uh, at Cafe Istanbul, and then the uh, opening evening late night feature is going to be. A show called Comedy versus Poetry at Mags from about ten o'clock until two or three in the morning, and uh, we'll be co- I'll be co-hosting that with Paul. Joseph will be performing. We'll all be performing that night, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a whole crowd of folks on from the poetry community, uh, comedy put community, kind of crashing it all together. Past you know? guests for champagne. We'll Past guests, yeah, well. and. You know, it's going to be like, you know, everyone's going to get up there for their little slot. And, you know, I don't know, what 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 what, what can we expect from this sort of uh, collision? I'm interested to find out. We've got a bunch of uh, performers who usually just do stand-up comedy, uh, who are going to be, I hope, delivering some kind of uh, poetry on stage. Uh, I've got a couple of comics that I know who have started to perform comedic poetry at some of the open mics and... Uh, Showcases around town, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see uh, what happens that night. Yeah, I think it's going to be really great. I mean, you know, if you think about 
the night of what's going on anyway. Uh, like what's going to happen that night? We're going to have we're going to have uh, the poet laureate of Louisiana, Jack Bedell, is reading uh, at a cafe Istanbul. Along with the along with the Baton Rouge Slam team. All right. Okay, so it's gonna it's it, no, it's like a, it's a night of mashing things up. Yeah. So it's it's this, and, and I then, think it's it's gonna be music by Kelsey May. Music by Kelsey May, and yeah, exactly, and uh, you know, so there's gonna be this like really nice, you know, sort of bringing it all together, and then and then after it's like, hey, let's do some like late night slam style poetry comedy thing, you know, and I'm I'm all about. Like making it, you know, like a variety show. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, what's behind door number two kind of things? Right. You know, I'm sound effects to, and uh, perform some comedic poetry. I've been producing comedy nights here in New Orleans for about four years. Uh, but five years ago, I did a whole comedic poetry show at the New Orleans Fringe Festival. Which nice. was what, what was that called? A week. It was called This Rhyme It's Personal, um, and it was kind of my introduction to performing in stand up in New Orleans. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did like an hour, an hour and a half show, uh, doing poetry and jokes, and it went pretty well, I felt good about it, I didn't carry it on, I felt it didn't really work at the, when you just have five minutes on stage, it's hard to go up and do poetry, and you have to kind of build a little world first, I think, um, What was the, like, proportion of... Oh, it was like eighty. It was like eighty percent poetry. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was heavy, uh, heavily, uh, Big portion of it was, and was it like a, a, just a mix of type of poetry, or was there like some slam and focus uh, people I don't think in there? Slam. I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not sure what the definition of. Uh, maybe you can enlighten me what slam poetry is. Oh, well, you can enlighten us too, because I mean, we're not like you know, <laughs> slam poetry. No, it was there. just. Uh, I mean, it was just silly poetry. Maybe I'll do a bit later on. Um, just silly poems about the usual things you would talk about in stand up, really, uh, world events and. Yeah, local stuff. I don't know, but I liked it. So, I liked but, so it sounds like it was like really kind of like it was kind of like self-reflexive and 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 making fun of itself, like the self-effacing, self-effacing was, moment yeah, where comedians come to together it. and make fun of each other. Right, and, I was trying the to art of comedy, poetry. I mean, I think that you can be, definitely be like po-faced about even about comedic poetry. I think sometimes <laughs> I don't have a, if you have a sense of humor about what you're doing as well as. In the material, then it definitely helps. So I was trying to, yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, most of my stuff is educating. Anyway. When I think of comedic poetry uh, uh, and and po- poetic commentary, uh, I think uh, of Gallagher personally. Uh, Why Gallagher? Well, you don't remember he had that entire uh, entire sequence of wordsmithery, and it was all about like. Uh, did you don't. <laughs> oh man, I feel like we should listen to this some of this. This is news to me. Gallagher, Gallagher, Gallagher had a comic. Yes, I don't. Yes, I'm aware of Gallagher's. I'm yes, apart from smashing watermelons. No, Gallagher had <laughs> this. You can me for sure. <laughs> All right, um, are you sure you're not thinking of somebody else? Can I pull it up? Yeah, go for it. No, because I'm going to tell you, Gallagher had this wordsmith oh, shit. But it's a shame you didn't carry on with that. And well, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, because because I, because I think the the most poetic. Wordsmithery comedian ever, in my opinion, was George Carlin, because I think some of his stuff, the way when he had those like when he was oh, yeah, when he was playing those me. word games and stuff, and that to me those were like those haiku esque sort of like Zen Cohens, right? You know, and there's some like comedy poetry come through, channeling the energy of uh, George, uh, sorry Frank O'Hara or something like that. You know, he had a real comedic delivery with some yeah, of his work. Well, that's just. 
being gay and campy. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but that's fun. So just going to write it off just be being gay and campy? <laughs> and uh, uh, do Dice Clay, of course, doing his nursery <laughs> Yeah, if you're gonna I don't think we can carry him as a comedy <laughs> poet. But, uh... <laughs> I mean... Yeah, but to use poetry to an effect comedically... Uh, it rhymes. Yes. Yeah. True, true enough. In the most I don't think cross that's... way possible, that was comedic poet. Yeah. Oh, dude, I have it. Oh, no, he found it. I ended up getting a degree in English literature finally because I like the language, the good language. In fact, it's an advantage we have over the Japanese because theirs is dumber than ours. Uh, local casual racism. But I knew it was because I, I tried to learn to read ahead of time. I'd ask my dad signs on the roadside. What does that say, Dad? He'd say, "Good food." I say, why? They both end in O-O-D. Those words ought to rhyme. It ought to be good food. Or good food. What is it good food? It doesn't matter. Why should I be serious about the language? So. The language is- <laughs> I mean, he's doing word play, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess there's some. that's somewhere where poetry and kind of comedy... It, uh, yeah, it's a crossover. Happen. It's a crossover right, thing, right? right? Yeah, like the George Carlin did the same type of thing. I think George Carlin did it better than Gallagher, but yeah, <laughs> imagine no that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never really mentioned the same sentence much, but uh, um, I think there's a there's, there's a strong tradition in England uh, and British comedy of crossover poetry. Um, I yeah. can think of three comedic poets off the top of my head that I'd like. Tell us, yeah, that can tour British theatres and universities and sell out. Um, John Cooper Clark, John Hedley, and uh, Tim Keys, they're all doing different stuff, but um, they're, they're all performing poetry as, as comedy. And uh, like to, uh, John Cooper Clark, old punk poet, used to open for the Sex Pistols with poetry, so very ballsy, um, and now in, in his uh, 70s, but still producing stuff. Um, his live albums are kind of amazing. And then uh, John Hedley, more intellectual, kind of more middle class, NPR friendly, I guess, that kind of thing. Um, and then Tim Key's kind of more postmodern. Uh, he's playing a poet character on stage. He's a comedian who plays a poetic character. Uh, okay. The other two are professional poets, but uh, yeah. But uh, oh, I mean, yeah. The people recognize and they, you know, that it's on TV. Uh, and I'm not really aware of any American comedians doing the same thing. Yeah, I don't. Co- think contemporary so. American comedians. I don't know. But I'm sure there's poets who write comedically. Yeah, there's definitely sure. some definitely. poets. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, most of them are writing prose poetry, mm. I think, or, or recent poets. I mean, I don't know if they're... I don't know. I mean, I think I think that people you try to get the laugh for effect. I mean, I think that there's, you know, I think we have to consider how comedy is used in poetry in general to play that, because, like, maybe somebody can be trying to do the same thing, but they're not, like... Because comedy, the why comedy is difficult is because it's, like, not just the writing, yeah, but the it's the delivery, right. and then it's yeah. the... And then it's also like the crowd play, and then understanding like how to how to like really control the moment and shatter it. Yeah, you know. And I could say like bring them in with the, the like the logos, the pathos, the ethos. Like bring them in with the with logic, the whole, yeah. win their hearts, and then slam well, at the end. A, yeah, know? it's a little different thing. And I also think part of the part of the whole comedy for the poet doing that is. You're not expecting it, right? Like, you don't really expect a poet to get up and have something funny in their poem. There's this, mm. people have had this, wrong as it may be, people have this idea that poetry has to be this really 
lofty philosophical <laughs> stuff, right? So when someone right. comes up there and but they but yeah, the performance part, I think most of the people doing comedic poems, there's some exceptions maybe, just play it really straight. They just read yeah. it as straight as possible. Right. And then that's where the right. where it comes from, where the humor comes Are from. Other people doing comedic poet like you probably see a lot more like poetry than me in New Orleans the typical poetry night or is it all fairly I, it's, serious I, I mean it occasionally happens but it's pretty rare I think mm. um, I think people try to bring some of it out every once in a while I think I think it comes through I think in uh, a certain maybe played into like tired intellectuality in a certain way like where it's kind of like wordplay or like I'm being smarter than myself mm. or something like I mean you see it to certain effects sometimes it's funny Sometimes it works. Is it seen as flippant by the serious poets? It's uh, <laughs> down upon a little. I don't. Bit I, think just, I think it just depends. But yeah. I would say the New Orleans poetry scene—not everyone, but I think largely—is pretty. Most people are trying to be really sincere, mm. right? Like they're trying to give some. Yeah, you can, I mean, less than I think some places, right? Right. Well, I, I do think that I think in other parts of the country that I've I've definitely been to readings where it was like, you know, people who are reading in front of the crowd were were like they were they were entertainers, you know, and you could tell that they were entertainers and performers. Well, and that and, and, happens and, and, here, but there it's almost always people coming from the slam scene, and even in that, there's very little funny poems in that. In New Orleans, there are in plenty of places where that, that's a big part of it, but in New Orleans, it seems like it's more of a sincere kind mm, of... Story. Yes, and I yeah. think that there are funny moments in poems. We yeah, can't discount absolutely. that. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's always at play, Everyone but there's not that, necessarily but... just like funny, funny poems, you know? To me, I'm thinking, you know, a lot about, like, how to write jokes and... Uh, <laughs> What? You're planning a, a career change to becoming a comedian? <laughs> uh, just for a night, you know? Uh, I mean, I'm going to co-host this thing with Paul, so i got to tell some jokes. i got to, like, you know, talk about some funny things. But I don't know. I I think that there's ways that humor can come through. I I am personally interested more into, like, the dena- the detournment, like the operation of the spectacle, and how that can be a play for me as a poet in a comedic way of using my effect of the nervousness of the evening into a comedic event or a moment. Yeah. Like I brought a blender onto stage and read my poem and put it in the blender and added a cup of water and and ice and blent it and then drank it. (laughs) You did this when I had, there's, there's video on YouTube of it. Uh, Okay. And we can link to it. That's a Gallagher-esque move. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a Gallagher. That's why you keep They're like, drink it, drink it. They're, everybody's like, drink it. And I like took it and I drank it. You know? I mean, it's just paper. I, I mean, I, I like that. I like that. I think that makes a good show on the but, stage. But I don't know why people would still... Uh, if you peed in it and then blended it. What you didn't that moment that moment that moment right there is I looked Joseph right in the eyes and he said that you could be you peed and blended it and then I looked over Paul and he just basically just like nodded in complete 
you know, like uh, just impl- impl- you know. I was thinking imp- about the other analogy. Complicity. Where you would drink the poem and then you would piss it out. Maybe <laughs> it would be. Yeah, you have to yeah. do that at the very beginning of right. the night. Exactly. Drink the poem again the and you piss yeah. it you just out again. Interrupt whoever's on stage at that point. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's happening. It's, here comes the poem. Here comes the poem. Who wants some poem? <laughs> I don't know uh, that you're going to travel around the country like the British poets we were talking about. With that, kind of act, with that act. Yeah, I've not seen any of them uh, expel any uh, fluids. Or... Self-immolation through urination? Did, did, you, um, did you want to maybe... I don't think most people have heard of these British poets you're talking about. Do you want to give us a little taste of any of them? Uh, yeah, let me give you a taste of... Uh, I, I would give you a taste of John Cooper Clark, um, but... It, his, his is really the live experience, and I don't think I would do him justice, because he's this old punk, and he spits spits out his poetry, because like, he's used to doing it in very unforgiving environments. Yeah, I guess so. so he's yeah, like a hostile, proud. it's like aggressive. Um, uh, but let me give, I'll give you a bit of uh, John Hegley. Um, my favourite book of his is called uh, Can I Come Down Now, Dad? And the picture is a picture of Jesus on the cross um, <laughs> uh, on the front of the book, uh, which he has drawn. And a lot of it's about God uh, and uh, his religious upbringing, I guess, and uh, small town uh, upbringing. Um, anyway, this one's called Jesus is Not Just for Christmas. Down in the Bible, some of it's tribal, a tooth for a tooth, an eyeball for an eyeball. Some of it's truth, some of it's gospel, a man with a man, a mission impossible. A man with a tan, a man who liked a parable. Cast your seed onto land that is arable. A stony field and the yield will be terrible. Born in a manger, born into danger. Don't take gifts from any old stranger. Especially if it's gold. Especially if they say you've been specially selected and they found your address by following a star with a couple of mates who've got gifts as well. Unusual gifts. Just tell them thanks, but no tar. He had his staff to help him do the walking. He had his staff to help him do the talking. He had a path that never had a fork in. He made a lot of sandwiches, but none of them had pork in. (laughs) If you had a party, he knew how to cater. He could feed a party with the one potato. Don't go thanking me, mate. Credit the creator. The wine's all gone, son. Don't you worry, mater. Let me have that water for a moment, would you, waiter? Treated like a criminal, flattened in a hymnal. What the men don't do, maybe the women will do. A proper dad, he never really had one. It's not on file if the child was a glad one. No trial for whatever it was the lad done. If that's a good Friday, I wouldn't want a bad one. <laughs> Almost like the parody of a 90s rapper. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, but when was that from? Uh, that's from uh, Can I Come Down Now, Dad? I don't know when it was. Uh, probably written in the 90s, I would think. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there's some funny stuff in there. But, yeah, yeah. He does a lot of, uh, you know, he's uh, playing with words, uh, a lot of the pronunciation and stuff. But, uh, yeah. Uh, it's some really funny stuff. It's almost like using, but I, I don't know. It's funny, right? I guess it would be hard to do that, right? But a lot of it's like I think a lot of times when you have the comic poetry, it's playing off of this idea of rhyming mm. being like the general public idea of poetry, right? right? Exactly. And doing the bit really forced rhymes. Yeah, yeah, the funny. forced rhymes. Right. He's using that as a comedic thing in itself, a comedic trope. Yeah. 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 Sure. But it would be hard to do that if you were trying to do something more like the idea of what poets are writing now. Mm. Maybe. 
Although you could, but it would only play to a smaller audience. It would be hard to do that and play to the general populace, I guess. Yeah. You'll probably do a really interesting uh, <laughs> design for poets that way or something. You know? Well, I thought about this, and you know how I would do it? I would, I would actually recreate the workshop method up on stage... Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That as hold on, hold on. To, as to uh, as a to. as a play. But yeah, well, I mean, you could do that. But what I'm saying is that would only make sense to creative writers. It wouldn't make sense to a general audience. It might be funny anyway. Maybe there's a way you yeah. can do it and still have it be funny without them understanding it. But you know, just the bullshit that goes down in workshop method. You know. Mm. But no, but I just think it's like a lot of that's playing on. Poetry, right? Where if right. I think of poetry that's comedic, it's almost... Well, maybe it's doing the same thing. It's almost playing on the form of a joke. Right. Of, like, a traditional joke, which is not what comedians actually do. Mm. Who do you think of, Megas, if you think of comedic poets? I mean, like, people we know? No, not... I mean, just anyone you've read, ever. Um, Like, comedic poets. Jack Spicer's pretty funny. I guess at times. I don't... I think he gets kind of funny for At me. Sometimes he can be funny. I think John Berryman gets funny in the dream songs quite a bit. <laughs> John Berryman? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm thinking of like Russell Edson and James Tate and like they kind of have funny poems, right? Yeah. Even Kenneth Cook. Some of Kenneth Cook's poems. Some of those make me laugh. But it's more like, but I guess when I'm thinking of like following the joke structure, like Russell Edson and James Tate kind of do that. They're like absurdist little poems but they almost work on you think there's going to be a punchline but it's almost not a punchline I'll read a Russell Edson poem get, get, see what I'm talking about yeah one here let's see ooh I don't know which one to do though well this one maybe follows more like the typical kind of joke format the fall there was a man who found two leaves and came indoors holding them out saying to his parents that he was a tree to which they said, then go into the yard and do not grow in the living room as your roots will ruin the carpet. He said, I was fooling, I'm not a tree, and he dropped his leaves. But his parents said, look, it's fall. Now it's almost got that structure yeah. leading up to a punchline. That's like a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. But then it's also kind of like, the reason it's a poem is it's also, but I mean, jokes do the two, it's kind of sad. Right. It kind of yeah. makes you think about his relationship with his parents <laughs> if that's how they're reacting to him when he's doing these things, right? It just reminded me of, like, um, Calvin and Hobbes or something. Yeah, right. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And then he did all these ones that were, like, making fun of fairy tales and things. But I like this one. The Wounded Breakfast. A huge shoe mounts up from the horizon, squealing and grinding forward on small wheels, even as a man sitting to breakfast on his veranda is suddenly engulfed in a great shadow almost the size of the night. He looks up and sees a huge shoe ponderously mounting out of the earth. Up in the unlaced ankle part, an old woman stands at a helm behind the great tongue curled toward the thick laces, dragging like ship's rope on the ground as the huge thing squeals and grinds forwards. Children everywhere. They look from the shoelace holes. They crowd about the old woman, even as she pilots this huge shoe over the earth. Soon the huge shoe is descending the opposite horizon, a monstrous snail squealing and grinding into the earth. 
The man turns to his breakfast again, but sees it's been wounded. The yolk of one of his eggs is bleeding. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, kind of comedic poems. Yeah, yeah. In a way. That's good. Um, John Hagley writes uh, a lot of poems uh, in his dog's voice. He has a, uh, I guess he has a dog, and he writes poems that his dog might write. Okay. I just wanted to read one very quick poem, a love poem by my dog. I saw you in the park. I wanted to be your friend. I tunneled my snout into your non-barking end. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> comedic poems. I feel in comedic poetry, uh, the trick is, like, in jokes, you can discard, you don't have to telegraph the payoff. I think in, co- in comedic poetry, it's more difficult to disguise telegraphing the payoff of the joke. Yeah. Like, you have to be more creative with the language to not give the joke away. Right? Yeah, where the poem, the poetry, you don't necessarily need to worry about because people aren't expecting right. a punchline. Yeah. So it's almost like you can almost just throw something in and that becomes funny. Uh-huh. But you're also trying to do two things at once because it needs to have some right. imagistic... <laughs> life yes. that lingers after right, the right. after the funny, right? Exactly. Oh, I thought of uh, an American comedian who's doing poetry to huge success, actually, and I don't know why I overlooked this uh, at the beginning. Uh, Bo Burnham has Netflix specials, and he's not doing poetry uh, exclusively, but he does a fair amount of poetry in his shows. Oh, really? I, yeah, I didn't know and that. he's I'm kind of ma- he's kind of doing uh, he does a lot of like haikus. Which are easy to parody. I mean, and he's parodying the idea of haiku as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, he writes a lot of songs uh, and does stand up. And but yeah, there's a, bit, a fair bit of poetry mixed up in there, and it's, it's really good. It's really funny. I mean, yeah, um, to check yeah, that out. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. a young guy reaching a young audience. There's with, a lot to make poetry. fun of with haikus too. Right. Yeah. I find that I've, well, I've, I have a few comedic ones that I've written, and it's an easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, But yeah, Bob Burnham, for sure. I totally forgot about him. And didn't you have, uh, you had, you had, uh, you know, like we, uh, we have like a lot of people that come through New Orleans, you know, but you had, you just recently had a visitor this last year that, uh, didn't you, didn't you tell us about that, uh, where you had a visitor drop in at one of your, one of your comedy nights that you've done? Uh, I mean, people drop in all the time, so uh, we've had, uh, not necessarily ones that I've been running, but um, um, <laughs> currently out of favor, but Louis C.K. came through a few couple of years ago, and Hannibal Burris, uh, also famous yeah, nice, actor nice, and yeah. comedian, uh, comes through a lot. Uh, and then we had, a, I think you were referring to Emo Phillips, who was in town. Oh yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. Uh, he was in town for a jazz camp. I hope I'm not betraying any secrets uh, <laughs> uh, about his life, uh, telling you that. But yeah, he was down in New Orleans for a jazz camp, and he asked if he could do a show. And so we we uh, we, we rented out the Always Lounge and sold like 120 tickets. And Sweet. he's an amazing like his his wordplay is on a poetic level to me. Like his one liners have a poetic aspect to them. I think, even though he's not presenting them as poetry, but yeah, his level of punning and wordplay is top notch. But that's like people, you know, I always think about this sort of thing. You say, you said the key thing that you hit, you uh, you said there that I'm picked up on is a not presenting it as poetry. 
And I think that that's interesting too, because I think there's this level of interactivity and interplay where there's like, you know, like a good delivery and a good crowd, you know, good writing, work in the crowd, good delivery, you know, all those things together really are going to, are going to, are what make, like, you know, good comedic poetry because it's like, I guess there can be some freestyling. I guess that, I guess you can have that, but mm. I think like there's a lot of like intention in writing in good, in good comedy. So, you know, you have to have this sort of level. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering where you're going with this. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's like, uh, I think, well, I guess what I was saying is there's people in comedy that are probably using sort of like poetic poetry, you know, uh, uh, methods of presentation or people who are in, who are reading poetry out there in the world of open mics and stuff who are using comedic delivery. Well, I always say yeah. that this is my little diss on slam poetry. Oh yeah. I always say that it's the, uh, that it really doesn't have very much to do with poetry. It, it's, you just take, uh, all the worst things of doing stand-up comedy and all the worst right. worst parts of doing a monologue as an actor and match those together, and that's what slam poetry I is. feel the same way about there's a comedic trend at the moment for these roast battles, and I feel like the, the worst aspects of stand-up comedy are you go, roast battles where comedians will go yeah, up and yeah. just roast each other, which I feel like has aspects of slam poetry if you're doing it competitively. They're, probably, they're trying to... Uh, attack the other participant, right? Sometimes. Well, most of the oh. ways that it works, it doesn't. But that right. that can be right. Yeah, yeah, but in yeah. roast yeah. in roast battles, that's the nature of it. So, and wow. I just, I just like, I would never do one a because like I'm very bad at thinking on my feet. But uh, b I just think it's like the meanness, and uh, I know that's kind of the point. But like, it's the worst aspects of stand-up comedy performance yeah. for me. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I want to watch. I want to watch one though. Roast that's battle. That's like a weird aspect, right? Because for normal comics, it seems like the only time you they would do that is if they're like trying to deal with a heckler or something, right? And, and they, they kind fair. of deserve it, right? If someone's <laughs> like, inserting know. themselves into your show and your space, then they're fair game, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen. Ro- I mean, I think roasts can work. We did a roast of Bobby Jindal a couple of years ago, and that was hilarious. Um, but that's different because right. you kind of have a public figure and it's down. a topic. Yeah, and it's like, yeah I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I always feel like roast battles are like, the, yeah, we just bring out the worst aspects of comedic performance. Yeah, I guess you do use it in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. If you're talking about public figures, politicians right. mostly, I guess. Well, uh, yeah, don't forget we have an event coming up, right? We got this. Uh, <laughs> the event we talked about at the beginning of the show. Yeah, we should we should we, we should yeah. tell people but, more about what we. Yeah. I don't know. We have a. Well, yeah, we uh, we do want to do that, but I think Paul promised that he might give us a little bit of his past show. Oh before, yeah, I can do. We... Uh, let me do one. Um, quick oh. Uh, and then we can so, do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this, uh, I'll probably perform this on uh, the show as well. Um, but I'm yeah, it's, it's weird. I'm just looking through all my. I haven't performed uh, most of this stuff in three or four years, so it's super uh, interesting to go and look back at it. But I think most of it stands up. I'm gonna ditch a few, but uh, so this one, uh, a lot of it is about. I'm 45 now, so a lot of it is about. I, I write a lot of poetry about getting older and uh, becoming less edgy and more mainstream, and this is definitely about that. It's called uh, "Like a Bat Out of Bed," and it starts with a blues riff. Do, 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 do. 
Woke up this morning. My wife had left me. A note in the kitchen. To say she was going into work early. And it's symptomatic of my life that I don't undergo much trouble or strife. It's never really been my goal, but I'm no longer very rock or roll. I never started believing I'm not living on a prayer. If it ever smells like teen spirit, I'll be there with my air, fresh and air. I've only got nine problems and an itch is one. My local Chinese takeaway is the house of the rising sun. I won't drive my Rolls Royce into swimming pools. It might upset some water polo. The last time I said fuck the police was when Sting went solo. I take walks on the mild side. I nap like a three-toed sloth. I'm sure that an Iron Maiden is a gadget for pressing my clothes. A black Sabbath just means I can't wash my car. I just sit inside holding my flannel. The only time I'm bi-curious is watching the shopping channel. It's n- I'm not as cool as Johnny Cash and there's no puzzle as to why. I gave hair colouring to a man in Reno just to watch him D.Y.E. die. <laughs> so it's farewell to fast living and the sense of shelter that it warps. I'll be taking the back roads and not to hell. And at best, I'll leave an average-looking corpse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that's, well, what, that's the kind of thing that's you can hear on, <laughs> on Friday night, which I think when we air this, it will be tonight for you listeners. It will be. I think this is going to come out Friday. The yeah, come out f- today, Friday, it's 420, uh, and we're having a uh, poetry uh, event for the, the New Orleans Poetry Festival. Late night reading from 10 until 2 a.m. Uh, comedy versus poetry at Mags. Where is it at? At Mags on Elysian Fields. Mm-hmm. Is it free? Uh, I think there's going to be a little cover. Donation? Yeah, I think it'll be a, a little donation if you're coming out. Post got to eat. You know, put a little. I think it's going to be cheap, though. It's going to be a $5 cover uh, for anyone that's not part of the Poetry Fest. And it's pretty pretty cheap drinks at Mags. As I Definitely. Recall. It's a really good venue. I've performed it's, at Mags a few times. I really like it. They've got yeah. a great stage. I think it's cozy it's in there. It's like a little yeah. lounge. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be great. Yeah. So come on out. Uh, we'll be out there late. It'll be, uh, we'll be running through. Uh, we'll have an open mic that'll probably start maybe 1230. Who can perform at the open mic? I, anybody. Anybody who's going to want to do some comedy, comedians, poetry. Poets. Comedians, poets. It'll be a mishmash. It'll be... To close it out, you know, for the to for the evening, we'll have like probably about an hour at the end for open mic time, um, and a whole slew of uh, poets and comedians coming together. I'm excited to see Chris Champagne. Yeah, yeah, no, good. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I haven't I haven't seen Black Girl Giggles. We've got all sorts of people coming out. Let's see if I can if I can pull this up real quick. Can I read uh, it? Oh yeah, you could read the list. Yeah, of the I know from the comedian side we got Chris Lane and Ted Orphan, very very funny comedians. And all the members of Black Girl Giggles are super funny, so I'm excited to see what they do. Let's see if we can drop this in a No Good Poetry Podcast presents. We're we're presenting it. Wow. Uh comedy versus poetry. <laughs> what happens when we bring a bunch of comedians and poets together to close off 420? Come and see. Featuring Brianna Augustus Brion Bagneris, Joseph Bienvenu, Xander Billick, Chris Champagne, Nechi Chibuzi. Is that right? Oh, uh, catchy. Catchy. Yeah. Okay. Jay Funny, Adam Higgins, Chris Lane, Ted Orphan, uh, Eritrea Pitts, Kyle Smith, and more. Late night open mic. And Paul and myself are hosting. So. Apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's gonna be weird, man. That's all. I, that's all I know. It's gonna, it's gonna be real weird. I'm well, I mean, when you do your blender act, it's just that's 
weird the whole night. That's gonna, that has to be the finale. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring that. I'll bring that in no, late. I'm gonna top that. So let's finish with it. Should I bring that in late? Yeah. Should I really? I think you should bring the plan. Can we edit this out so no one knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Only if you commit to doing the pee blender. Yeah. Right? I don't like this. I don't like this. Dude, I'll, sma- yeah, I'll uh, smash a watermelon with a sledgehammer. Well, it's gonna, you can't just directly copy Zach. You have to at least smash something different than a watermelon. Yeah. A pineapple? There you go. <laughs> Alright, can you do that? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that seems way. It's a pineapple smash. Find out. Only one way to find out. <laughs> Alright, so yeah. Well, I know that I might not be smashable, but it definitely can be it definitely can come crushed. Uh, hopefully we will see y'all tonight out at the show. Uh Paul, thank you for joining us. Thank today. you for having me. Uh, that yeah. was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. And get to all the other New Orleans Poetry Festivals. Poetry Festival events. Tomorrow There's... and, and oh, yeah. Sunday as well. 